Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. I'm Barry Miracle, your dream coach for the next half an hour or so. And you can stay tuned every Tuesday morning when it comes out at 5 a.m. But at the pleasure of your listening, you can listen to it whenever from that point on. Anyway, it's so good to have you with us today. And I am moving on from uh, the two-part series on the covenant. And I hope that helped you and that whetted your appetite for the covenant, which I'm going to go back into in September. And I'm going to bring a couple of special guests on. One of them is Dean Briggs, a good friend of mine, theologian and apostolic teacher. He's got great revelation on the covenant. But today I have this burning, um, words shut up in my bones on the place called there. So you, a lot of people are wondering what's happening next, what's what's going on, and how do I, you know, uh, survive this season? How What does this season look like? Um, how do I overcome? Can I be covered? Can I be protected? Can I be blessed in these moments of upheaval? Um, is Christianity, you know, a question I, I want to answer even today, is Christianity just pie in the sky or can it apply to the, can the promises of God apply to the nasty now that we find ourselves in? And a lot of upheaval, a lot of um, economical instability, a lot of um, health concerns, a lot of, uh, you know, control and manipulation and overreach and all these things that we've been talking about for the last couple of years. And so what does it look like right now? And I, I know that there's a place called there where God is sending all of his resources. You are not dictated to as a believer. You're an anointed believer. If you've accepted the blood of Jesus Christ as the payment of your life, I want to let you know that on the cross you were justified. At his resurrection, you were sanctified. And at his ascension, you were glorified. I'm, I'm telling you that you are seated in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers of darkness, seated in heavenly places, where in a place called there, you're actually in a place. And this is what I want you to understand. You got to refix your gaze. You got to refix your gaze upon the things that are above where you are seated. This is the game changer, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm talking about what I talked about several weeks ago when we were talking about accessibility and we were talking about the revelation of the new creation and now the covenant. We're talking about this thing called sumphotos, where you are united together through the whole process of the life of Jesus. Yes, I'm going to say it again. Are you ready? You were justified on the cross. You were sanctified at the resurrection and you were glorified at the ascension and you were seated with him and you are seated with him. Not only were you, but you are. You're not on a different throne. You're in Christ Jesus, in the place called Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus is a place. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus is a place. 
It's a place that you live in. You live from righteousness, not for it. You live from victory, not for it. You are living in the place of victory because Jesus purchased the victory for you 2,000 years ago. So I want to talk about location, location, location. Every marketing student out there, every marketing executive who knows this in business Every businessman knows this. Business is all about location, location, location. Whether it is in the phone book, whether it is in the phone book, I'm dating myself. I got my um, millennials say, what in the world is a phone book? Um, it, first rankings on a website page. Uh, um, you know, the we have uh, ranking listings and you, you need to rank yourself up into a location of top of mind in people's lives. And, you know, McDonald's has always spent 10% of their gross earnings on marketing, on, on advertisement, so that you will stay foreground, wear a place in the foreground of somebody's mind. And this is, this is it's all about location. And I'm going to say stuff like proximity is power, and I'm going to get into that today. But I want to tell you, it's time. These last two years have been about positioning and repositioning yourself in a place. Positioning and repositioning. You've been positioned. God has positioned you. And then you had to, out of a belief and out of obedience, out of belief and obedience, you said yes to God. Within your yes is faith in obedience, your belief system and, and, and your obedience and your ability to obey has brought you and repositioned you uh, into a place, a place where the provision is being sent. And I want to start off today with a scripture verse found, uh, a scripture found in a story found in Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. And this is where blind Bartimaeus had to get to a place where he knew Jesus was coming. He heard that Jesus was coming and positioned himself as a beggar. He was a bona fide beggar. What do I mean by bona fide beggar? Because he had a cloak that actually allowed him that was issued by the government, the Sanhedrin in Israel to allow him to beg legally. So he wore a garment of this identity in his insecurity, his identity in his frailty, his identity in his failure, his identity in his incapability of taking care of his own purpose. So he was allowed to beg legally. So he positioned himself cloaked with a beggar's garment in the place of crying out. He, he placed himself. It's very important to know, the, to know the times and the season and have the anointing of Issachar. And I release that to you right now. Say, I receive the anointing of Issachar. The Issachar were the people that knew the times and the seasons. You need to know the time and the season and the place that you should be in. So location, location, location. Blind Bartimaeus, uh, son of Timaeus. They called him Blind Bartimaeus. He was identified 
at his weakness. He was identified in his disability. Blind Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. Timaeus means marginalized. It doesn't matter if you have frailties of the flesh, proclivities of the flesh, if you have failures of the past, if you're identified because of your shortcomings and your uh, inabilities, and even though you've been marginalized, if you just get to the place, the place called there, the place where the, where the uh, resources are being sent, the place where you receive your deliverance, there's a place Location, location, location. There's a location for your spirit. There's a location for your soul. And there's a location for your body. Sometimes you just got to physically get to the place. You know, some of you, there are three people that are listening to me right now. And this is confirming to you about a place that you're to move to. And you have been avoiding and you've been procrastinating because you thought that it might be too much. Am I just uh, thinking uh, more of myself or am I just running again? And I want to tell you, God wants you to get to a place. Let peace be your umpire. If you don't have a peace in the place you are in physically, maybe it's time you need to ask the Lord, where is your place called there? So he began to cry out, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, blind Bartimaeus, the son of the marginalized one, positioned himself and cried out. You got to cry out because your harvest and the king of glory is listening for your frequency. You need to allow the, the glory of God to come out of your belly. You need to lift up your head and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. And you need, you need to cry loud and spare not. And when all the haters and the religious people are saying, shut your mouth, shut you. Don't you know that you're just a beggar? Don't you know that you're, you're just nothing more than somebody that's marginalized? Don't you know? Know that you are weak? Don't you know that you have nothing? Don't you know that you're just bothering God and he's got better things to do and he's got better people to minister? And I just want you to do one thing. Do not stop crying loud. Just right now, even as you're driving along the roads, pull over and begin to cry out for your miracle. Cry out for your harvest, your miracle, your harvest, and your God is waiting for your cry. You're in that place right now. It's time for you to release your cry. Do not allow the enemy to shut you up any longer. In Jesus' mighty name, I don't have time to stay there. I could just sit down in that pocket and preach blind Bartimaeus to you this morning, but I got to move on. I got to move on to Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10, and we got another story, not a story of positioning, um, a more of a story of repositioning. So it's a season. We've been in a season of location, 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 the place called there. We've been in a season of positioning and repositioning. And I want to tell you, this word is coming to you today so that you would have the grace to reposition your life like Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a tax man, 
Zacchaeus was a ripoff man. Zacchaeus was known as a criminal. Zacchaeus was known as someone that would take advantage of your his own mother. He, Zacchaeus had a lot of shortcomings, but he was also short in stature, as the Bible tells you in Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Zacchaeus was short. He had shortcomings in his life, and he had to reposition himself because he heard that the master was coming his way. I want to tell you today, the master is coming your way. Reposition yourself. So what does he had? What did he have to do? He heard that Jesus was coming. He was in, he was in a position to, to hear that Jesus was coming, but he could not see Jesus. So he had to reposition himself by climbing up the sycamore tree, but more accurately in the spiritual realm, in the, in the prophetic actuality of the situation, we find Zacchaeus crying, uh, climbing up uh, and crying up uh, the seek him more tree. It's time to seek him more. As you seek him more, as you climb up and cry up uh, the seek him more tree, you begin to get a better sight. You begin to get a better perspective uh, on the situation. You begin to go up higher. And when you begin to seek him more, he says, come up here and you begin to hear that word. And I'm saying prophetically to you, Ladies and gentlemen, listen to Wake Up Into Your Dream podcast. Today, I decree and declare the Lord is saying, come up here and let me show you something a little different than you're seeing with your shortcomings in your, in your limited perceptions. It's time to come up here. Zacchaeus repositioned himself and positioned himself in a place where he could see Jesus. Because he could see Jesus, he went out on that branch, on that seek him more tree. He went on on that branch. He went out on that, and, and he went out on that limb of faith, and he looked around. It, sometimes it's going to stretch you. Sometimes it's going to be a little scary. Sometimes you, you're going to say, "Is it, uh, I'm, I'm way out on the limb in this one. Well, sometimes you got to take a risk. Uh, if you want anything from God, you got to be willing to risk it all. I'm not talking about being foolish because there's a difference between the garbage lid of presumption or the shield of faith. There's a knowing and an absolute, and you have, even though it doesn't look like you have any net to catch you, even though it doesn't look that there might be uh, no security in this, in the flesh, in the strong arm of the flesh, or in your bank account, or the, the security is not there according to the things of, of the physical realm. But I want to tell you, if you buy faith, and you know it's faith because it's a, a knowing and an absolute, not a presumption, and you go out on that limb, it will pay off. I'm telling you. You, you will begin to see Jesus from a better perspective. And when you see Jesus and you see what Jesus has to offer, that's when you can hear the master say this, what he said to Zacchaeus that day when he positioned himself and repositioned himself in a place to see better. The place called there. And when he did, Jesus said to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, Come down from there and come with me. I'm going to your house today. Salvation is going to visit your home. And then he promised and he gave back. 
He says, if I cheated anybody of anything, repentance comes. I want to tell you, you can't repent until you see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You can't repent until you receive the grace of God. And I'm releasing the goodness and the grace of God into your life that you will that you are now seeing Jesus at a new level. It's all about your perspective, which will change your perspective, your perceptions. Your perspective from the place called there. Where is that place called there? It's, it's a land of Goshen. The children of Israel, where is the place called there? It is the place of your yes. The place called there is the place called yes. Within the place called yes is your belief and your obedience. The Egyptians allowed Israel... And, and, and let me just take you, Goshen means, let me just start here. The children of Israel were in a place called Goshen. Goshen means drawing near. Your perspective and your perceptions are locked in you, to your proximity to God. Your ability to see, your ability to receive your, your resources and the goodness of the Lord is locked up in getting to the place called there. The the, and, and the place called there is not always the same place. That's why you have to stay intimately close. That's why you need to draw near unto God. That's why you have to dwell in Goshen. And I want to tell you right at the get-go here, right now in this season, the kingdom of God is in the land of Goshen. We are in the place protected. So this is what it says in Genesis chapter 47, verse 27. So Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt in the country of Goshen. And they had possessions there and grew and multiplied exceedingly. God has these set apart places for you in God where you can draw near to him and where he will cause you to grow exponentially, uh, to spread abroad, lengthen your cords and strengthen your pegs and grow up and be multiplied exceedingly in your land, in your promised land. There is a place, there is a promised land. You can go to my um, website at www.barrymiracle.ca or wakeupintoyourdream.com and you can get a lot of different resources and a lot of different um, covenant promises that I've made on there according to the Bible and a lot of confessions and one of them I have on there is uh, about Ezekiel chapter 36 and making a demand uh, on the Lord for your land to be blessed. There is a promised land that you need to possess. There is a place that you need to occupy. Proximity is power. Where you are, the enemy is displaced. It's called the Hebrew word yaresht. When, when the, the children of Israel were going into the promised land, 
the Bible says that God says, I will go ahead of you. So when you walk into your promised land, when you walk into the place called there, the enemy is being displaced by the presence of God going ahead of you. But you got to step into your place called there. You got to step into your promised land. You got to step into the waters so that they will recede back. You got to step into a place that is about to bring forth your deliverance. It's all about location, location, location. And so even when, you know, years later, when Moses was delivering the people from uh, from Israel, I'm sorry, from Egypt, when the children of Israel were being delivered from Egypt, they were in the land of Goshen, in a protected place. And they did not receive any of the the uh, curses that came against Egypt. They did not receive the flies and they didn't receive the frogs and they didn't receive any of these things. And then there was a blood covenant that was struck with the children of Israel. They, they took a spotted, uh, an, uh, uh, sorry, a, a lamb without spot or wrinkle. There was no blemishes and they would sacrifice this lamb and they would put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost and the, the angel of death would go over them. There's always a place of protection, even when the land and even when your country is under curse and even when there's economical instability, there's a place in God. There's a Psalms 91 place that he who dwells in the secret place, in the place of drawing near, in the in the pavilion of his peace, in the in the strong tower of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is where we dwell where we are protected and we are blessed even in the midst of what seems like shutdown control and all the other things that are related to trying to shackle us and enslave us. I want to tell you, there is nothing that can stop you when you're in the place called there, in the place of your yes, in the place of your belief and your obedience unto God, you cannot be stopped. So today I've got about um, 10 more minutes. So I think I want to go, I want to take you to the scripture that really got highlighted to me several years ago when I started learning about the place called there. And uh, if you have your Bibles and you're at home, uh, it's found in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 1 through 24. And uh, I'm just going to turn to it right now. 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 1 through 24. And I'm going to start reading in the first verse here. And it says here, And Elijah the Tishbite, of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives. I'm going to read that again. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, he was the king that did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any other previous king. Woo, I'm telling you, Ahab was the king of Israel, but he had, he is did more evil than any other king, the Bible says in, in 1 Kings chapter 16. And he's the one that married Jezebel. 
Uh, he's the one that put up the, the, the prostitute poles of Ashura in the house of God. He's the one that led the nation into adultery and idolatry. This is what Elijah says to Ahab. As the Lord God of Israel reigns, as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall be no be due, be, shall not, sorry, shall not be due nor rain these years except at my word. You need to understand that your words are powerful. And when you have a proper perspective of where you are seated and you get a proper perception because your mind is being transformed by the washing of the water of the word of God, you will use your words and they will be anointed because you will be saying them as one that believes in them. Even say this right now, my deliverance is in my declaration. My victory is in my voice. In my God, I've got power in my praise. So that he makes this declaration to Ahab, the most wicked king up to this point that, that, that the Israel people knew of. To Ahab, in front of God, and in front of of the Baal God of rain. He's making this declaration in a place of impossibilities according to what has been set up against him. But he knew the word of the Lord and he knew what he was saying had power and would perform. And I want to tell you, sometimes you make declarations because you you are a powerful being and you've been cursing your your very land and there is drought being coming to your land. And there are things that are dried out because you've been agreeing with the enemy and saying stuff like, well, I guess recession has hit us. So we're going to we're going to be like everybody else and we're going to have to sell off things. What are we going to sell off, Martha? What are we going to cash in, Martha? I want to tell you. Don't sell a thing unless God says sell it. And don't, don't tap into your resources. And don't sell off. And don't go on a, a selling frenzy of your cryptocurrency or whatever else the, the world is trying to tell you to do. Because you live in a different economy in a different place. Hmm. Verse 2, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into Jordan. Get away from here and turn east, eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. Hide. He's sending you in this season, ladies and gentlemen, if you will hear the word of the Lord and you get to the and you go to the word, the, the, the place called there, you, when you go to the place of your obedience and your faith, he is sending you to a secret place, a hidden place, a Psalms 91 place, a place of the secret place of the most high God. You will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my God in whom I shall trust. Surely there he will deliver me from the snare of the, of, 
uh, from the arrow and the, in the evil plots of the wicked that flies by day, that you will not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor the arrow, the evil plots and the slanders of the wicked that flies by noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 may, may fall at your right hand, but it shall not come near you, says the Lord. If you go to the place called Cherith, if you go to the place called there, the word Cherith means to cut. There's a place of covenant where you can go. There's a place of covenant where you can abide. Why did I teach uncovenant the last two weeks? Because you need to know there's a place where you can go where covenant will be made. There's safety in the blood. There's safety in believing in the covenants and the promises of God that are yes and amen. There are, are, are over 7,000 promises that God made towards men. There's a secret place and a secret message waiting for you in that hidden place of covenant that flows into the Jordan. And verse four, it says, and it will be that you shall drink the, the brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. That's what I began. That's where I began to receive revelation when I read, when I read this. And I'm going to read it again in, in verse First uh, Kings chapter 17, verse four, where it says, "And it will be that you shall drink the brook, drink from the brook of Cherith. You shall drink from the book of covenant." And I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. God is sending his re resources to your whole spirit, soul, and body to location, location, location. There is a physical location that you need to get to. There is a mental ascent of the knowledge of the word and promises of God. And there is a place in the spirit where you are seated actually far above all principalities and powers of darkness. You need to know this. And when you get physically and soulishly to the place where you are already spiritually, you will begin to receive every bit of resources when nobody else is receiving anything. And you can be a sign and a wonder and a covenant brother or sister to bring provision and bring answers and be able to think with clarity because you're not emaciated and you're not weak and you're not, and you're not, uh, um, suffering or struggling or in lack or, or, or in poverty, you are being blessed in the midst of everything that is contrary to your dream. You are being blessed in the valley of the shadow of death. And I want to tell you, there is a place in Psalms 23 that says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. My rod of strength, my rod of authority, my rod of offensive weaponry, and, and your staff, they comfort me. You will prepare a place for me in the midst of my enemies. A table, a place of feasting is provided for you in the midst 
of your enemies. Do not allow the enemy to steal from you like he's trying to steal from the world. The only thing that he can do is steal, kill, and destroy to increase his coffers. And I want to tell you, he can no longer steal from us. Matter of fact, He's got to pay back sevenfold what he's stolen from us. When you see and when you finger and when you point out the enemy and you say the enemy has stolen from me, Lord, the enemy has taken from me. According according to Deuteronomy 28 verse 7, it says when the thief is found, when the thief, when you see him, when, when he is coming at you, Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 7 says this. He's being defeated before your face and fleeing in seven other directions. Not only is he fleeing in seven other directions, but as he's going, you're taking back seven times that he's leaving in his scurrying. It's time for you to take back. It's time for you to go down, according to 1 Samuel 30, where, where David lost it, was stolen from by the Amalekites, his women, his wives, his children, and his men's wives and children, and all of his stuff in Ziklag, and burn it down. And he rose up, and they, the 600 men, went down towards it. 400 men followed him, and they took back. It's time to take back, plus much, much more what the enemy has stolen from us. It's time for us to establish the kingdom of God. It's time for us to allow the great grace of God to come out of our lives where there's been much sin and attack. There is a great place of feasting. In the valley of the shadow of death, God has already prepared the place before time began where you would feast in the midst of the enemy and show forth all the world of his faithfulness within your spheres of influence. It is your time to take the harvest, take back the land, and take back the goods, and take back what was stolen, and establish the kingdom of God. You are not defeated. You are not dismayed. You may be pressed down. You may feel the pressure, but understand, if you have the audacity to sit down and look around in the midst of your adversity, in the midst of the accusation, in the midst of the strife, in the midst of the envy, in the midst of the jealousy, in the midst of the accusation, in the midst of the pain and the problem, in the midst of the economical instability, in the midst of all of these things, and you have the audacity to sit down and look around by faith and obedience, sit down, look around, and find the treasure hidden in the darkest places. It's time for you to recover all and go in and take it all in Jesus' mighty name. Well, I got through about half of my stuff, so I'm coming back to you with part two of the the place called there, location, 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 the place of your yes, which contains your belief and your obedience. So this is all for today. If you have been enjoying this, please consider going on my Facebook, or not my Facebook, my uh, uh, website at barrymiracle.ca or wakeupintoyourdream.com. They'll take you to the same place and make a donation there. I can give you a tax-deductible receipt if you live in Canada. Uh, If you you cannot... um, uh, or if it does not matter if you have 
to get a tax deductible receipt because you live around the world or you live in America, you can send um, uh, a e-transfer to be a miracle to at gmail.com. So thank you for your faith. I really felt that this needed to be uh, presented at this time of all the instabilities that are going on around you, uh, all the the uh, hopelessness that people are that news agencies and people are preaching about and and how bad it is. I tell you, this is this doesn't have to be a bad day. This can be your greatest season that you've ever lived in the place called there, in the place of protection, feasting in the midst of your enemies and being a provision and a trophy for the grace and mercy of God, showing forth his faithfulness to this realm. Very miracle for now. Bless you and talk to you next week. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.